stuff. Welcome to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Jess Penner, who just put out her very first EP of kids music. And Jess is no stranger to the music business. She's had a lots of incredible success as an indie singer-songwriter. And you're going to love the angle that she takes on kids music. She has two brand new original songs, plus several covers, one of which we talked about at length, which is I Don't Want to Live on the moon which i used to listen to when i was a kid it's so cool to hear jess talk about where she comes from how she grew up the music that she makes and how she chose the songs that she did for her brand new record if you stay tuned all the way to the end you can hear her song i don't want to live on the moon which i first heard by ernie and bert i think when i was a little little kid and i still love it to this day Thanks for listening. You can find all of our old episodes at www.goodstuffpod.com or on iTunes or on Stitcher. You can drop me a line, Mike, at goodstuffpod.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can like us on Twitter. You can like me on Instagram, all of these various places. I know it's a lot to keep track of, but there are multiple ways to get the good stuff that you and your family need. Now, here's my conversation with Jess Penner. Good stuff. So welcome to Jess Penner. To the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today, Jess? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. Psyched to talk to you. I, I listened to the record. We're going to talk about the record. We have a lot to discuss. So before we get into sort of what's happening now, can you give me a little a little scoop, a little behind the scenes of, of where you're coming from and how you sort of got to this place to be in the uh, the kids entertainment industry? Yeah, I guess... Um... It's really a surprise for me <laughs> to be in this place. Uh, I just, I, you know, I had a baby in 2016. I have a 16-year-old and a 16-month-old right now. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. And um, I've been doing music for a long time. My, my husband and I have been together since we were 16. So uh-huh. we've been together for like 21 years making music together. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I've been very productive over those last 20 years making a lot of music, but in the last year, I've just taken more of an interest to um, just those classic songs that I remember from my childhood and wanting to kind of reinvent them in a new way. So it's funny, when I started doing these songs, I thought, this is really fun. But then I also looked over my back catalog and realized that a lot of my music is very accessible and pertinent to the youngsters, I think, just because I draw a lot from... Um, nostalgia and like my own childhood and I mm-hmm. and I inject a lot of that into my own song so it just really felt very natural right for me <laughs> yeah totally and I think a good example of that is Life is Rosie I was I listened to the mm-hmm. so like I listened to the the new record that we're going to talk about and then I and I went back and and just wanted to hear some of what you had been doing before and Life is Rosie would not be out of place you know that's not like yeah and, yeah and, right and that's totally not a negative thing it's just that like you 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 just write universally great music so that's that's uh that's nice to hear so you grew up in Hawaii correct Correct. Yeah. And and something interesting and unique I think about your uh, your childhood is that you well I'm gonna I'm gonna let you tell it but didn't you grow up on some kind of interesting farm? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I grew up on a banana farm that my parents uh, farmed bananas, so they bought an acreage in Kilauea, which is on Kauai. It's on um, the north shore of Kauai, and uh, yeah, so they had several acres of bananas and 
we lived right up next to a guava grove. So my childhood was just all barefoot, running on red dirt, BMXing, building forts in the grass, fishing for crawfish, all kinds of stuff. And I just had a ton of freedom and just like a very wild childhood, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> which is awesome, you know? Yeah. Do you find that like having that kind of wild childhood, um, outdoor based, you know, ability to explore it, did that impact you? I mean, you know, this is like the broadest question ever to be asked in the history of anything, but like, did that influence, do you think your music career or your songwriting or how you approach it or anything like that? Have you ever made that correlation? Yeah, totally, uh-huh. totally. And I think the the reason is, well, first of all, we lived on a very small island that was like our access to entertainment was super limited. I think, you know, we had like, we didn't have cable, but we got like three channels. I think we got PDS, some channel that had Mr. Ed. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what the name of that channel was. Uh-huh. And then like a, lo- a local news channel. So, you know, that's what we had. And um, only a couple of radio stations. And we were also pretty poor because banana farmers don't make that much. So basically, like, that's that's what we had to do, just get outside and explore. And luckily, we had the freedom to do that. It was a very safe place to grow up. Right. And um, I can even just remember, like, there were lots of kids my age in the, in the neighborhood. We all had uh, lots that were several acres. But I had one really good friend who had Clydesdales. And we would ride them, like, bareback through the through town when I was like seven or eight years old. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my goodness. You lived a movie. You lived in a movie. Yeah. So it's kind of like when I look back at that, I think all of that time just alone with my thoughts and just being out in nature, I think was a really, was really a gift because nowadays everyone's so distracted and we always have some way to be entertained. And, and um, yeah, it really, it takes away from a person's ability to develop their imagination. Right. So, right. yeah, definitely had a huge impact, that, I think. Awesome. Um, so another thing that's, that I think is interesting about what you do is you sort of say that you are a non-touring musician. So you make work, you make music and you put mu- music out into the world. But I, I think based on like life situations and, you know, having a 16 month old, certainly at this point that you're not going out on the road to promote what you're doing. So. What are, some right. of, what are some of the ways that you work around not going out into the world to sort of get your music out? Well, I think um, I'm in a unique situation that's becoming less unique in the fact that uh, I work with an incredible licensing company who really just pitches and services my music to places all over the world. So um, I have a very broad reach with my music that is possible because of that. So like, you know, I've had songs and all kinds of ads and movies and TV all over the world and even just a lot of stuff in like Muzak and uh-huh. those kind of places. So luckily, um, yeah, I just feel like touring is becoming less and less important. And I, d- I did a lot of touring when I first started my music career. I was in a signed band and we toured like almost a thousand shows over a five-year period. Whoa. And it was great, but what I realized at the end of it was that I had wished that we had prioritized actual music because we spent all this time promoting it. And I didn't really truly believe in, in our product. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, interesting. And after, yeah. After that happened, I just thought like, man, I care about the music and 
great songs is really what opens doors, you know? It's like, right. how many people do, do you have to perform in front of to convince them? But if you can inc- create an incredible song, it's like that will spread organically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's, I would say, my biggest my biggest source of outreach is that. But I've also just realized, like, we moved to L.A. 12 years ago so that we would have more access to live perform yeah. performances. And um, we did that for a while. We worked hard. And it, it was just tiresome. It's like you really have to work to get every single person to your show. Right. And one thing I, lo- I love about uh, how the industry has changed is, like, some of my favorite shows that I've done in the last couple years have been live streams on YouTube. Huh. And I love that. Like, I'd rather play a live stream on YouTube with people who are super interested and want to watch. And, you know, I had people from, like, Brazil and Mexico and Japan all watching my live stream, and it didn't cost them anything. You know, they didn't have to pay $12 to park. Right. Uh, If $12 to park is a deal, that sounds great. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It was just like, I love the experience the accessibility of that and yeah. um it was just a lot more rewarding to me and i thought like man i'd much rather do this than and and become as accessible and available to people who really care about my music and want to see me than just play a small localized show that right um yeah right so i i hear a ton of influences in your music um and and it's really good and well produced and i know you do a lot of your you and your husband work together right to to produce the music so um we'll get to that in a second but like who are some of the influences that you know people that you love to listen to that you think are just awesome well i have to say that um uh i'm definitely like a 90s girl (laughs) Uh so i listen to a lot of like not a surf jimmy world radiohead i mean this is like foundational stuff i wouldn't say that i listen to it anymore right but um and honestly now there's not a ton of music i don't actually listen to that much music Uh maybe that's awful for for me to say because it's like i should be consuming what i produce Uh but um maybe it's just because that's what i spend my time doing i don't really it's like i need a break when i'm not working so i don't listen to much music but foundationally i would say like you know, the 90s was the decade that influenced me the most. And then my parents, my mom is a huge old doo-wop fan. Uh-huh. So, you know, and there's just classic stuff. Like, my dad was really into, like, folk and also the Beatles and, and like, Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. So, yeah. a lot of the classics, really. A lot of the classics, yeah. So, um, Jimmy Eat World. The best Jimmy Eat World song, true or false, the sweetness. But, like, the remix version, you know, that was on the radio. You know, there's, like, two versions of that. Uh, mm-hmm, so true mm-hmm. or false best song of all time man you know what I like the sweetness but I would have to say that their best song of all time is 23 okay I will check it out for sure I know two songs <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so I will check out 23 on your recommendation okay so let's talk about right. let's talk about um, your new record so t- what's, what's the name of the record let's get that out first the name of the record is Imagination. Mm-hmm, which is also a song on the record. It is, yes. And song three on the record. Track three. Go get it, folks. Um, and mm-hmm. so what's the, what's the format that you were going for on this particular album? Um, really, it was just, I, I really wanted to have like a, a warmth and a real depth of nostalgia for the mm-hmm. record. 
and kind of like a, a bit of a folk flair with some surprising elements, right. is what I would say. Right. And, uh, and I think the song Imagination really encapsulates that you know, the, the, the aesthetic that you were going for, you know? Um, so tell me a little bit about the song. What, how, what was the inspiration for it and, and how you got from sort of beginning to end? Um, well, really, I was just thinking about since my, well, since I've been pregnant with my baby, Kaleo, who's now 16 months old, I've just really been thinking about songs that, inspire and encourage you know it's like because really that's always been my message as a musician is just to inspire and encourage people to go for their dreams uh-huh. <laughs> it's i guess it sounds it sounds kind of cliche but really my parents have always been so supportive of whatever crazy ideas i've wanted to do and i've had and that's just a legacy like i want to pass to my own kids right and um yeah i think it just really comes from when you have kids, you start to reflect on your own childhood and the ways it was different. And part of me is a little afraid that raising my kids in Los Angeles um, is going to negatively impact them because they won't have the same freedom and space to just find out who they are right. in, the, in the world. Right. <laughs> and, right. Um, yeah, so I guess this, this song specifically is just, kind of taking them on a journey of how your mind can take you anywhere you want to go. Right. And that's a powerful skill skill that anyone can really invest in. Yeah. And and, that's, and and to sort of add on what I took from it, like there's this level of like purity that you're going for, like these that like have your ideas, kids, have your big ideas, go for your big ideas. And even like the, the songs that you chose to cover that we're going to get into, it sort of fit that mode as well right so the one that i love mm-hmm. which you know we sort of talked about a little bit is a song that i remember listening to when i was a little kid and a song that i played for my three little kids at various stages of their life which i first heard on a um like a sesame street album i think like ernie was singing yeah, maybe, yeah. right um it's called yep. uh, i'd like to live on the moon um so i have a deep like emotional relationship to that song and your version of it did it right. You, 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 you like enhanced the feel for me. I was like, this is like bringing me back. And maybe it got a little dusty. I don't know. Maybe it got a little dusty in the car, but uh, that's not important. But how did you, how did you choose the covers? And like, what do these songs mean to you on this record? Yeah, I just went for the ones that I felt I had the biggest emotional connection to. Mm -hmm. So like the moon song, like I said, Sesame street, we had PBS. Sesame Street was literally like the only show I remember watching as a kid. Yeah. That was it. And yeah, Bert and Ernie, that song, uh-huh. the moon song is definitely um, probably one of the only children's songs I remember, actual children's songs I remember from my childhood. So, oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it just felt like a natural fit. And I feel like I'm, I am attracted to songs that have like a bit of, bittersweet about them yeah yeah totally and that yeah and that song definitely does like it's so beautiful and um there's just this push and pull of like a little bit of 
sadness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like a good it's like and a yes, good sadness. Yeah. It's a good sadness. Yeah, that like, yeah. That can be fixed with a hug or something like that, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean like I don't mean like pure sadness. I just mean like yeah, it's more bittersweet. Like you think about it's more about like you have all these things you want to achieve and do, but you don't want to leave the people you love behind, right? Right. And that's kind of what this song really encapsulates and i just think it's a beautiful balance yes totally um so what are so the other covers that you do um there's mr sun right by rafi mm-hmm, yeah um it, yeah it, so what's the relationship to that one um that one i actually didn't know too well uh-huh. but when i was when i was trying to flesh out this record i was like well you know i'd like to have more records or more songs on this record that are classics and um yeah so i was just going through youtube like looking for kids songs uh-huh. to inspire me and i just really loved the how innocent and simple that song was right awesome and so the, you know? I mean, yeah i totally know so you've also you also do i've got no strings from pinocchio um uh-huh. you are my sunshine Somewhere over the uh-huh. rainbow, and thank you for being a friend. That's the James Taylor version. Thank you for being a friend. Uh, it's whatever the one from Golden Girls was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was my better. inspiration. Oh my gosh, forget it. It's <laughs> definitely not James Taylor. It's got to be the Golden Girls. Oh, I'm so happy to hear. Yeah. That. Um, and then yeah, yeah. And then the other song that you wrote is uh, "Forever in My Heart." What's the What's the um, the story of that one? I mean, I think it says it all in the title, and I think that parents will get it without right. you explaining it at all. But just from your from your side of things. Okay, so this song it's interesting. This is actually an uh, a pretty old song. Like I want to say I wrote it probably like six or seven years ago, and it's just been kind of floating around. I don't have many songs that don't immediately go onto a record, uh-huh. but this one just felt like like there was a special place for it. And that place didn't exist yet. And then when I was working on this record, I'm like, this is perfect. This is a perfect song for this record. And it's basically just about how becoming a parent changes you forever. And it's like the moment your child is born, it's like, that's forever. Your relationship with them is forever. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just about that beautiful, never ending parent child relationship and how like magical it is. Yeah, totally. So, so I mean, I, I got to ask, like, having a 16-year-old and a 16-month-old, are uh-huh. you, are you <laughs> right? Because I have uh, seven, five, and three-year-olds, and everyone okay. tells me, like, bigger kids, bigger problems. Are you, do you see that with your, in your life, like, your 16-year-old presents these, these uh, different kinds of issues than your 16, I mean, your 16-month-old probably isn't giving you that much of a run for your money at this point. So maybe a better question is like, how has parenting changed in the last, you know, since you last had a baby? Wow. Well, first of all, I just have to say that my 16 month old is giving me way more of a run for my money. <laughs> than my 16 Okay. Okay. Just because, okay. So my 16 year old, and this is the funny thing about having more than one kid, like you hear it all the time, like, oh, they're so different. Every kid is so different. And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. But when you actually have more than one, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> and um, my 16-year-old was the most chill, content, um, obedient child yeah. ever. And I don't know if it's because we were super young and maybe, like, you know, I didn't have as much patience. 
uh, I mean, I felt like I had a lot of patience for him, but basically it's just be like, I draw a line with chalk on the driveway and say, don't ride your big wheels across that line. And he would not, oh. you know, Whoa. where'd you get and, that kid? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And my mom would say like, Jessica, this is not normal. Like, don't <laughs> think that this is normal behavior for a two year old. And I just laughed it off, but he is basically just so kind and so sweet. And he still gives me hugs and kisses several times a day. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's because um, my husband and I have both been home to raise him his entire life, which uh-huh. is a huge blessing that we've been able to do that because yeah. our studio is at home. And, yeah. you know, he leaves for school and he comes back and we're there. And, um, yeah, I would say that junior high was rough. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say like 12, 12 to 13, there was a bump in uh, stress level in the house but. It definitely resolved, and I just think, like, as long as you're close to your kids and you listen to them and you give them time, love is really the biggest factor in whether they turn out or not, you know? That is some excellent parenting advice. Un- like, sort of semi-solicited, but it's really nice to hear. It's, like, very, very, <laughs> that's very sweet. It's very, very awesome. Um, so you and your husband work together. You have a studio at home. Um, there's two ways mm-hmm. to ask this question. I'm going to ask it this way. What is the best part about working with your husband? Ah, uh, man, I don't know that there's one. Honestly, it's like the best part about working with him is that we just understand each other so well. Yeah. Um, and... I feel like we're so efficient because we've been doing it for so long. It's like when we work together, we get so much more done than when we work with other people. Oh, wow. Cool. Like by, leap, by leaps and bounds, like, you know, yeah. three or four times more in the same amount of time just because we have a system. And um, I, I can honestly say that, yeah, I love working with him. That's and awesome. he's a genius. He's the smartest person I know. Nice. And he's so technical. He's so technical. I am like the least technical person. I'm all big ideas yeah. and creative, creative brain. And he's just all technical. So and he can he can make yeah. what you hear in your head come to life. Yeah, I mean that's when we work together. He's a drummer, so uh-huh. also technical. But when we make a record, he basically drums and engineers and mixes. And so, like on this record all of the instrumentation and bo- and everything else is me. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So all the guitars, all of the, you know, most of the percussion. Um, we had a, uh, someone come and do strings on a couple of songs. This awesome guy from Portland or Seattle, actually. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so I'm just comfortable with him. He knows how to get the best performances out of me. And it's just a very relaxed, fruitful time That's, whenever we're working. Which that, is is, that is great to hear. It's really great to hear. Um, so the new record is coming out soon, right? I think I'm, I'm not exactly sure the date off the top of my head. Apologies for that. But um, we're recording this in late July, so it could be around pretty soon, unless you know the exact date. I do. It's August 11th. Okay, so we're right on schedule. Very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, so what else is in the pipeline for you? So there's this record, but it sounds, I would guess that an artistic creative mind like yours doesn't stop. Like you can't turn it off. Yeah, I'm pretty much always thinking about what's next. And I know that's something that's like exhausting sometimes <laughs> to my husband. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Because <laughs> it's like, I'm satisfied until it's done, and then I'm not satisfied. It's uh-huh. like, what's next? What am I doing next? So there's a lot of things on the plate. I'm actually thinking about doing another kid's record already, but I've had a lot of just really fun, quirky ideas, like more quirky, funny songs uh-huh. that I think would be really fun to record. Um, I have this song idea for, well, I've written a song called Wally the Walrus. Oh, nice. Love eating walnuts. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right, I'm in. Don't I don't even need to hear yeah, it. I'm in. It, yeah, but it's about a walrus who loves walnuts and he tries to plant a tree in the sea and he can't. So he's, he's got to find creative solution yeah. on how to get his walnut fixed. Yeah, the str- but, it's a struggle. I I can only I can only imagine. I can't wait. No spoilers. That's all we need. We okay. need that set up. That's then, all I'm going to give you. Yeah, that's all. But other than that, yeah, I have another I'm working on another self-titled record for myself. And I have a, a band called Cages that's more electropop that we're working on some stuff. So there's lots of things in the mix. And I'm sure by the end of this year, I'll have at least another, some other record that'll be out in the world wow. other than this one, which is, it's exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting on all fronts. So how, how can we, how can we keep up with you? How can we find out what's going on? Uh, website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is that you got that we can follow along on your adventures. Sure. So I have all of that. So my website is just jesspenner.com. There's a blog on there that has um, my recent blog posts and news uh, and where you can also buy like physical copies of any of my records if anyone's still interested in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, my YouTube is jesspennertv. Okay. And my Instagram is thejesspenner, T-H-E-E, jesspenner. Uh-huh. And my Facebook is just jesspenner. And my Twitter's Jeff Penner. <laughs> nice. You got locked down. It's so, good. I do. I do. It's good. All right. Well, Jess, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to me. It's so awesome to hear about the record and, and hear about where you're, you're coming from. And I, I want to just say again, like the music that I've heard from this record is, is great, but everything that everything else that you do like has the same tone has the same touches and the same flourishes and it is really really good and i encourage everyone to just check you out in all ways thank you so much no problem thanks so much to jess penner and elizabeth waldman frazier for putting this talk together it was great to talk to jess and hear about all it is that she does and what making music means to her Again, you can find everything you need to know at www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks again to Jess. Thanks to Elizabeth for connecting us. And now, check this out. You are going to love Jess Penner's take on I Don't Want to Live on the Moon. Talk to you very soon. Oh, I'd like to visit the moon On a rocket ship high in the air I'd like to visit the moon But I don't think I'd like to live there Though I'd like to look down at the earth from above I would miss all the places and people I love So although I may like it for one afternoon I don't want to live on the moon I could travel I travel under the sea, but I don't think I'd like to live there. Thoughts stay for a day there if I had my way.